Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, and we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We do summits. We have a conference coming up in New York on May 20th. If you're in the New York metro area, come just for the day. If you're in from out of town, there's a hotel on premises and we'll be meeting Friday night to do some masterminding and adjourning on Sunday morning. So come and join us. You can find out more on our website at fpestrong.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Now, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review and make sure you share it with another doc who can benefit from it. All right, let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is part of our private practice series. We have Dr. Greenberg with us, who's going to be talking about building a medical practice and also growing a medical practice if you have it. Today, we are going to be talking about physician buying groups. Dr. Greenberg is an, an owner of one, and I'd like to discuss his company as well as everything that it does and how it can help with physicians. In general, when we think of buying groups, we think of vaccines, right? But in this particular case, there's so many other things that are available. And those things range from medical supplies, allergy supplies, office supplies, and insurance, and just revenue management software. Dr. Greenberg, thank you for coming on today. Let's break down what you offer, how you really started getting into this, and why physicians should look into your company and how this can best serve them. Sure. If it's okay, I'll start just with the distinction between what is a group purchasing organization and what is a physician buying group. Purchase. Uh, perfect. Both of them deal essentially with discounted goods and services to some degree. So it all really started with a group purchasing organizations known as GPOs, and there's some very big ones, multi-billion dollar companies. These really started out of the hospitals, and they're geared towards hospitals and healthcare systems. So they're much more focused on medical and surgical supplies and equipment and things of that nature. And they were relatively exclusive to hospitals probably until the mid-90s. And in the mid-90s, when hospitals started buying medical practices, they realized they needed to do something for basically for private practices. Uh, and so they offered a partnership with these GPOs. Now, that being said, it really wasn't very helpful for medical practices because most medical practices are not buying hospital beds and x-ray equipment and things like that. So basically, you saw the emergence of what was known as physician buying groups. And these were focused initially almost entirely on the pediatric market because of vaccines. Vaccines in the late 90s went from being a profit center to a cost center for medical practices, where the insurance companies changed the way that they reimbursed for it. Um, and it really put a big strain on medical practices, you know, pediatric family practice, those that give a lot of vaccines, mostly because 20, 25% of their expense is just basically in the vaccine market alone. So initially what the physician buying groups were doing is they were reaching contracts with the major pharmaceutical manufacturers, major vaccine manufacturers, Sanofi, Merck, Pfizer, GSK, Novartis, who's not really part of it anymore. And the way that they would function really is that you would get, get together a group of medical practices, all of whom are essentially buying similar vaccines and say, look, if we're going to commit to this company, they're willing to give us a significant discount. 
And the discounts are quite significant. They could be as much as 30 or 40% on some vaccines. And it's not just the cost of the vaccine, but also the terms. So how long do you have to pay? Uh, it's a big deal. If you're ordering $20,000 worth of vaccines and you're not going to give it over two, three months and therefore not be reimbursed for four or five months, that's a cash flow issue for a small practice. And so some of the terms like allowing you to have 60 or 90 days to pay makes a big difference. Ease of ordering a line is a big deal. Getting first offer for new vaccines or first offer for vaccines that are low supply. So these are all the kinds of things that emerge with that. And because of that, there are a number of physician buying groups across the country, and they were focused really just on vaccines, recognizing that there are other things that they had to deal with in a medical practice. A lot of them added medical and surgical supplies, but that was generally like a AAA disc. I started medical practice purchasing group in 2004. Mostly at the time, I was an owner and operator of a pediatric practice in which I was working. And we were just getting clobbered on our vaccine. If it was only vaccines, there would be no reason to have started our company. There were plenty of other groups that were doing that. But we decided to take the approach of let's look at every single thing that we can in a medical practice. And we basically divided them into three different areas. So the first one is discounted goods and services. The second one is efficiency. And the last one is revenue production. So going back to the first one, it's a lot easier for a medical practice to save money if you're on a contract where you don't have to do anything. As an example, if you're ordering it with our group, you're ordering Santa Fe Pasteur vaccines and you join our group, you still order the same way you always ordered. You pay for it the same way you always paid for it. You get it the same way you always got it. The difference is that they see that you're linked to our contract and you get a significant discount. But that's really a no-brainer. And we offer those for all the major vaccine manufacturers, as well as medical and surgical distribution. Some of the medical liability carriers, particularly in California, which is where most of our business is, but not exclusively. But even looking at some of the little things you don't think about, credit card processing, most people don't even think about it, but it's a lot of money. It's five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a year for a medical practice. Looking at your medical waste and how much you're paying for that. Again, what the terms are for that, your office supplies. So these are all the kinds of things that we're looking at in terms of discounted goods and services. And in our group, we have a little bit more of a preponderance of pediatric allergies because that's what I am and, and I know a little bit better. But one of the things we've always done is anybody that comes to us, any of our members that come to us and say, hey, can you please get contracts on whatever it is that's important to them? We'll always make that effort and try to figure out a way to do that and accommodate them. The second category really has to do with practice efficiency. We are all trained to take care of patients. We're not trained to take care of a medical practice or a small business. But the reality is, is, if you are in private practice, you are a small business owner, and there's all kinds of things you need to deal with that are peculiar to medicine and not peculiar to medicine. And to succeed, you have to have at least some proficiency in all of that. Um, one of the great examples of a company that we have a relationship with is called Insperity. And Insperity is basically an HR and benefits company. So when you reach an agreement, you're known as a PEO by category. When you work with somebody like that, they essentially employ all of your employees. And by doing that, they're able to blend them with everybody that they co-employ. In the case of Insperity, I think it's somewhere in the four to $500,000 range, at four to 500000 employee range at this point, meaning that they can negotiate on things like health insurance. 
You can't do that as an individual practice, but they can. They take care of payroll. They take care of the pension. And one of the things, an unexpected thing that we didn't really think about when we signed up with them, but became really important during COVID, is managing the regulatory landscape. With COVID, what do you do? You have no patients coming in, and some practices needed to cut back what they were doing. Uh, each state has its own laws about how you need to do that. And so essentially, you have this high-level HR legal team that does it for you. So the peace of mind that we're doing the things that we need to do or doing it properly is really important. Other ones, NextHealth. NextHealth is a kind of a patient management platform, and it allows patients to request appointments, allows for them to pay their bill online, which saves you an enormous amount of money in postage and time reach, which does patient communications. So you can send out birthday greetings or a reminder of an appointment or, hey, by the way, the flu vaccine came in. And so these are all the kinds of important things and we've got a bunch of others. And then the last thing really has to do with revenue production. One of them as an example would be Proficient Rx, where you can do in-office dispensing of medications, generic medications at the same price that they would normally be paying. Enormous convenience for patients and at the same time, a revenue producer for the individual medical practice. Lab IQ, it's a company that will come in, they'll assess what your lab needs are. And if there's a reasonable need for it, they would set up an entire lab in your office. They would supply you with the equipment, with the reagents, with the staffing, training, the billing, all these kinds of things. So it's a way to extend your expertise to people that really truly have expertise in these business aspects and makes it a little bit easier for you to practice medicine as a physician. Tell me a little about your company. Are there membership fees? No, there's no fees whatsoever. In this entire industry, the way that the companies operate is the vendors themselves pay the group a small administrative fee. It's governed by federal law, how much it can be, but it allows us to offer all of these services without charging anything. Why wouldn't a physician want to? It's a very good question. I've had friends of mine where they ask me what I'm doing and I explain it to them and they're like, what's the catch? I'm like, there's no catch. So why wouldn't they? I, look, I think that we are so used to focusing on our patients and patient care that I think sometimes it's a bit harder to look at business opportunities with a clear head. And this old adage, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. But in this case, I've lived the same world that our members have. I've worked as a physician for 32 years. I've run a medical practice for 24 years. And it's the kind of thing that I just think these are really important things to help physicians succeed. Any problems with state laws, federal laws, going back and forth using something like a purchasing program? No, there are federal laws in terms of reporting. We have the obligation, not our members, to report revenues received and revenues distributed. Most PPGs distribute some of the revenues to their members. So all of that has to be according to federal regulation. State laws, not really. The governance of the PPG is a federal issue. So it's not a problem at the state level. You mentioned mostly in California, although not all. What about people in other states that want to become members? Would you help them out if there are services that they were looking to have included in your Menu of services? Yeah, yeah, we have membership in all 50 states. We're heavy in Southern California, just because that's where I am, but also Arizona, which is a neighboring state. We have members in all states. Most of our contracts, in fact, pretty much all of them, except for medical liability, I think, there might be one or two others, are nationwide. And if there is, let's say, as an example, 
a really fabulous medical liability company in another state. And there's enough practices that would like that. We would certainly reach out to them and try to reach an agreement with them. I don't see a reason why any physician wouldn't want to look into your company. Where could someone find you, a physician out there who's listening to this podcast? Our website's pretty straightforward. It's www.mppg.net. And you can see all about our services, all about all the things that we do. And you can even fill out a patient agreement and submit it electronically. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Greenberg, for being on today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.